Welcome to Australian Hiker. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 8 of the Australian Hiker Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about selecting footwear for hiking. This episode will consist of three separate sections. The first section is talking about generic selection of footwear. The second section will be about super feet insoles uh, for hiking shoes. And the third will go through and do a gear review of my uh, footwear of choice, the Solomon XA 3D Pro uh, uh, trail running shoe. Now, the, art, the associated article that I've gone through and done to go up on the website has the title of 14 Steps to Choosing Hiking Shoes, a Bigfoot's View. And to provide a bit of context about that, I mentioned in our very first introductory episode on why we'd chosen to do this podcast. And one of the issues that I have in, in getting hiking shoes for me is the size of my feet. I have uh, size 14 US feet. The average American size for men uh, in footwear is US size 10 and a half. And for me, my footwear, uh, my feet size is size 14 for my left and size 13 for my right. Uh, And for most people, there often is a variation in size of their feet. Uh, For many of us, it is the left foot that's the more, more commonly the larger one. Um, but typically not a full size like it is in my case. For me in selecting footwear, I have the issue that uh, um, most manufacturers worldwide don't tend to produce that sort of size. So as an example, I, uh, I used to do rock climbing and out of the hundreds of available rock climbing shoes on the market, there's only a handful that I can actually fit into because they don't cater for those sort of sizes that my feet um, fall into. Hiking footwear is no different. Uh, The range of what I have to choose from is very much limited, partly because the manufacturers don't make a good range of big sizes, and also the importers uh, that bring hiking gear into Australia tend to cater for the masses or the vast majority of people who hike, and that tends to narrow down quite dramatically once you do get up into the sort of size 14 uh, grading. So while I find it quite easy to find footwear up to about size 13, anything over that is very much more limited. Now in choosing footwear, really it's it's almost a system if you like, and there's probably three components of that. The first is the actual shoes themselves, Uh, and as I mentioned, we'll be going through and uh, looking at a a specific model of shoe that I've chosen to, to, to work with. The second is the insole. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the, the Superfeet insoles in a moment. And the third is the socks, uh, which all goes to make up part of uh, the footwear system. We're not going to be dealing very uh, in relation to socks for this episode. We'll go through and talk about socks in a later episode. Now, in choosing hiking footwear, there's 14 steps that really go through to uh, uh, when you need to consider what you're going through and looking at. 
And the first is, what will you be using the footwear for? Are you going to be carrying a heavy pack? Uh, is it over rough terrain? Um, do you really need hiking boots? Now, traditionally, most hikers have used hiking boots, but over the last 10 to 15 years, that's progressively changed. Um, and um, it's now become uh, more common to see people wearing hiking shoes or trail runners, particularly on the longer trails. The next item relates to spending what you need, uh, you know, regardless of um, the price. Uh, I think this this doesn't sound as um, as bad as what it seems. There are a lot of options in most price brackets, uh, but you really do need to get um, as much as you can for for your dollar. Push your dollar a little bit further to get the right length and the right width for the for your foot um, so that might mean that you might just have to spend a little bit more than you were planning and this is one of the considerations that uh, you need to look at we've all got limited budgets on, uh, on what we can actually spend so if you're going to scrimp and save on any piece of the hiking equipment the shoes and the footwear is not the area to do it in um, probably one of the main reasons that people get off trail is um, incorrect footwear or footwear that's fallen apart. And certainly on our recent Lara Pinta trail trip, uh, we did a, a presentation or a, an episode where we had uh, discussions with a hiker who had his, his boots fall apart. Uh, now, again, he was fairly happy with his boots. They were fine, um, but they didn't tend to last for the, the, the rough treatment they were being, giving on, being given on a fairly hard trail. So it's important to, to not scrimp uh, or try and save money to get something that doesn't quite fit or is not quite right because it happens to be cheaper. Uh, you're better off if you're going to save money to try and do that on some other piece of equipment. Now, if you're planning on doing serious hiking, you need to allow room for your, few, uh, your feet to actually swell up. So um, if you're planning on doing through hiking or hiking for two or three or four weeks, um, your feet are certainly going to uh, uh, swell a bit, particularly in warm weather. Uh, and it's no good having a pair of shoes where your fit is just perfect or a tiny bit tight uh, and then to find that your feet have actually swollen, sort of halved or maybe even a full size and your, and your shoes no longer fit. So the other thing you need to think about is buying for your biggest foot. Um, this is really important. Um, uh, for most people, this is usually the left foot, uh, but not always. My right foot is actually bigger than uh, my left, um, probably about half a size. Uh, that's significant enough in terms of shoes. So it is a bit of a balancing act. Mostly, though, I would always go for making um, my right foot the good fit and dealing with the slightly bigger shoe on the left. And I think it's particularly important to note here, I mean, your, your choice you've got when your feet are a different size is do you fit for the smallest foot or fit for the largest foot? Um, in most cases, having a shoe slightly too big is preferable than having it too small. Uh, once you start focusing on the fact your shoes are too tight, uh, you're not comfortable, they might be pinching, then you're not paying attention to the trail. And particularly if you're in a, a precarious sort of uh, sort of trail where you're sort of balancing or could injure yourself if you fall or trip that's not what you want to be focusing on now 
Many hiking stores will have small ramps that they get you to walk up and down. Uh, and generally that's to, particularly on the way coming down, you'll find that your feet will often push forward into the, the front of the shoe. Um, so when you might be walking on the flat or on the, on the, on the floor, um, the, the shoes might feel quite comfortable. But walking down, you might find your feet are going to slip forward and they're being jammed against the toe. Uh, if you go through and adjust the lacing and that still isn't corrected, uh, you may find that you need to go up a size. And it's worthwhile spending the time to go through and do this. Seems a bit silly, but it's worth it. Uh, the other thing I'd suggest doing is have a wander around the store for 20 minutes to half an hour. Um, from a store's perspective, they would rather you go away with the correct footwear than bring it back because it's wrong. And they'd like to know that that's the case up front. So... Go and try your footwear on, have a wander around the shop, see what, see how it feels after you've had a look around um, on other product, uh, and that will give you a better idea whether it's starting to feel a bit tight and a bit cramped. Most stores will allow you to return shoes, providing you haven't actually worn them outside. So if you take them home after the purchase, you're still not 100% sure that they're going to be okay. Um, wander around the house with them for two or three hours, and that will give you a much better idea. And then if you're still not sure or you still think, well, oh, they're just not right, take them back, swap them over for another size. The other thing I'd suggest is to go through and buy footwear in the second half of the day because your feet will swell as the day goes on. You're walking around on your feet all day. It might be hot, but you're certainly putting pressure on them and they will swell up. So buying shoes as an example, as soon as the store opens in the morning, uh, might be good if you're in a hurry, uh, but it means that you may actually get something that's a tiny bit small. Another thing to remember is to wear the socks that you're planning to wear with your boots. Um, if this includes a pair of thick socks, then make sure you have your thick socks on hand when you're going to buy your shoes. Um, it's always better to buy the boots or the shoes uh, to suit the uh, largest size that you might need, that includes with your thickest pair of socks, uh, rather than trying to squeeze your foot into the shoes when you're out uh, on, a, on a colder day. If you're doing very different types of walking in very different heat conditions, uh, very hot weather and very cool weather, you might find that you're up for two pairs of boots or shoes. The next step is to uh, don't buy shoes that are on sale. And this is often a situation with uh, a lot of hiking stores. We're coming up to Christmas now. Uh, we, we would expect a round of Christmas sales. They always tend to happen. And in fact, I know here in Canberra, uh, a number of our stores have already got sales on of some type. Um, but don't buy a pair of shoes just because they're cheap. Again, they're, they're cheap and they're, they're good value if they fit. If they don't fit, it doesn't matter how little you paid for them, they're not going to work very well. So price comes second. The other thing to think about is that if you've got a limited budget, uh, you might need to um, cut back on some other gear. The main thing is to not scrimp on what you're spending on your footwear. So what you might have to do is actually not spend as much in other areas. The next thing to think about is how much money you've got available to spend on your shoes. Um, the main thing is not to scrimp. 
on what you're going to spend on your footwear. The best thing is to get the right sort of footwear. If that means that you have to cut back on some other purchases for other gear, then it's a better investment to do that than it is to buy a cheaper pair of boots that don't fit well. Okay, step nine. If you are planning on buying insoles, such as the Superfeet, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes, try those on at the same time. It's no good purchasing a pair of boots and finding, yes, they fit perfectly, they're really wonderful. You buy the insoles, go home, put them into the shoes and find out that all of a sudden the size of the insoles is very different to what came with the boots and that the fit has changed quite totally. Many stores or the stores that do sell the Superfeet inserts will actually have demo models that you can actually slot in. And while they might not necessarily be an exact fit, you might have to get them a bit small just to try them. It'll give you a good indication of what they're going to feel like. This next point is a really important one. Uh, The weight of your shoes matters. So for each kilogram that you've got on your feet, that's the equivalent of about five kilos in your pack. So the heavier your boots or your shoes, the more you will feel that in the weight that you're carrying around. So it's a little bit of a balance. You need some sturdy, strong, and therefore potentially heavy boots Uh, when you're doing hard walking but just think about it in terms of for every kilo you've got on your feet you're adding weight and you're adding five kilograms to your pack. All right color and appearance is also another thing to consider. Um, It may or may not be important to you uh, but certainly it's one of those sort of steps that should really come last as a choice. So if you've got a range and say okay look I've now got five or six different models to choose from I'm happy with all of them uh, every other factor being equal then go through and look at color uh, and appearance uh, as, the, as, the, as the, the step to take from there on. Look at durability this doesn't mean buying shoes that will last the longest now again I, I would say fit and comfort are certainly the main priority uh, but after that durability is an issue to look at um, I would expect to get at least 500 kilometers out of a pair of shoes. So if that means I'm doing a trip that's 500 kilometers long, a pair of shoes may only last one trip, depending on how rough the conditions are. Having said that, um, I would hopefully get a lot more out of them than that, and particularly with, say, the heavy-grade leather boots. Uh, I've got two pair of leather boots which I use. Uh, my older pair is 10 years old, they're still in reasonably good condition. Uh, the soles are starting to wear down, so they haven't got too much life left of them, but they've lasted me for 10 years. So while they were certainly dearer than a pair of uh, trail runners, uh, they certainly have lasted a lot longer. So I like to buy shoes that I can easily replace if I have a need to do so. Um, and what that means is that buying something that is well known that's uh, available worldwide that's reasonably easy to get for me is also an important consideration Uh, it's the comfort that I need to know that uh, when I need a replacement I'm able to get one and therefore be able to continue on with my journey last but not least talk to the professionals I've gone through and settled on a particular model of shoe that I like. I know the sizing, 
Um, really, for me, it's a matter about choosing colour, so I don't need professional help when I go through and buy it. But if I'm changing shoes or boots, or I'm changing uh, to a new model that I'm not familiar with, it's always good to talk to the people that know how they work, that have worn them, uh, and know what they're like. Um, I tend to buy uh, um, most of my gear on, uh, in stores, uh, and there's four stores here in Canberra that I'll go through and purchase through. Uh, I also buy equipment from a couple of online stores, um, and uh, but with, with footwear, I certainly it, it's not the sort of thing you can guess at. I mean, a lot of stores will say yes, you can return, but you want to know that okay, look, I want a particular size, I know what it feels like. You don't want to have to send shoes backwards and forwards through the mail to try and work it out. So keep these steps in mind next time you're looking at purchasing a new hiking shoe. And this will help to transfer into your enjoyment of the hike. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about tonight is Superfeet Premium Insoles. And that's the next part of our footwear um, system. Superfeet are designed as a premium insole that replaces the existing insole that comes with hiking shoes. Now, as a note, Superfeet aren't the be-all and end-all. They're not going to fix all your problems that you've got with your feet or your gait or the mechanical problems you've got with how you walk. Uh, and for that, you really need to talk to a, uh, um, a podiatrist who will help you with suitable options. For me, I've been using Superfeet uh, insoles for about 10 years now. Um, I buy them automatically when I buy new shoes. And... Um, I, I highly recommend them, but again, it's one of those things where you need to try them to see how they're going to go through and work. One of the things that you'll find when you buy most hiking shoes is the insoles are actually quite thin, uh, almost to the point of being bits of very thick paper in some respects. And one of the things that I find in a lot of insoles, while some of them might actually be quite good, when they wear out after 100 or 200 or 300 kilometers, it's almost impossible to get a replacement. Hiking stores tend to sell shoes uh, and they don't tend to sell the inserts that go with those particular brands of shoes. They are available, but it just is a lot more fiddling around. What they will sell is the, uh, the Superfeet or some other similar model of insert. And the Superfeet are certainly the best known of all the, the brands that are around. The soles themselves are a solid sort of sole, as opposed to the gel types that you see advertised on TVs for, for work shoes. Um, and from my perspective, when I buy hiking shoes, I would expect them to last at least 500 kilometers, uh, and in most cases, a lot more than that. So probably up to about 1,000 kilometers. I have the Superfeet insoles in all of my shoes except for my high-end Scarpa boots which come with a very high-grade insole built into the shoe already. I've tried other brands of uh, insoles and I thought, okay, well maybe I'm spending a bit too much on, on Superfeet. I'll talk about cost in a moment. So I went through and tried some of the brands that were sold through the chemists, uh, the gel-based type. And what I found is the amount of impact that I'd put on them they would give, be fairly soft and, and, and provide a lot of support, but the actual cloth would delaminate from the top. They would actually get ripples and bulges in, in them. And as a result, I was starting to feel like I had something in my shoes. So they didn't tend to last very long. So while they were cheaper, uh, they didn't last anywhere near the length of time. 
Uh, and for, uh, for my Superfeed insoles, I'll tend to replace them after approximately about three to 400 kilometers, depending on what I've been doing. The main negative for Superfeed insoles is the cost. Uh, now, I take a size G, which is, uh, I think, whether it's not whether it's the case or not, I think it's probably G for giant. It's a fairly large sort of size. And the bigger the sizes, the more you tend to pay. Uh, so cost for the, those uh, that sort of sizing is around about the $60 to $65. Uh, now, I, that means I need to factor in that cost when I go through and buy a pair of shoes. Currently, I've been using four different pairs of hiking shoes in the, in the attempt to work out which is my perfect pair of shoes. Um, and most of them are still working. So I've just gone through and replaced the, the insoles in them uh, for four pairs. So that ends up costing me probably just as much as a new pair of shoes would. But it will extend the life of those shoes for a number of months before I sort of narrow down to one pair. Superfeet provide a very large range of insoles, and if you go, you'll find that there's the American website, or the worldwide website, as well as the Australian website. If you go into the Australian website at superfeet.com.au, you'll find that they actually um, have a selector where you click on the activity. So if you click on hiking, it'll bring up around about 10 different options for you to choose from. And for me, depending on the type of shoes or footwear I'm wearing, I'll work between three different types, and they're color-coded. The orange, which has extra padding on the forefoot, so particularly when I did the Larapinta trail trip, that's what I was wearing there. The uh, green, which is the, tends to be the standard for most hikers, which is a fair amount of padding and fairly, it's a, a fairly high arch support. And then the blues, which is a, a slightly thinner and less arch support, which I tend to wear on my Solomon shoes. From a feature point of view um, they've got a very good range of sizes uh, they last very well as I said probably up to about three to four hundred kilometers uh, and they don't have the issues like the cheaper insoles where the the, the sole delaminates weight wise you're looking at around about 68 grams per pair so it's not a big impost uh, and it's very useful for all all types of hiking there are separate women's sizes, and, and they often change the colours there. They also do uh, children's sizes as well. In our last segment of this, this episode, we're going to be talking about the Solomon XA Pro 3D trail running shoes. Now, these shoes have been around for quite a few years. Uh, they're actually used by the US military in particular colour versions or types or styles. Um, and I've been using these now for probably around about three to four years in total. Um, I had a pair a number of years ago. I took a bit, took a break and went to try different types of shoes. And I've come back to them again. Now, these shoes uh, produced by Solomon um, are one of the few brands of shoes that I can actually use that will fit me. Uh, they do a, a size 13 and a half UK, which is the equivalent of a size 14 US. Um, and they are designed to fit medium uh, width of shoes. Um, so they, uh, they fit my, even though I've got a fairly long sort of foot, it's not a particularly large or chunky sort of foot. So they tend to, these, these shoes tend to hug my feet quite well. 
Solomon originally marketed these shoes as trail runners, uh, and as a trail runner, they're actually quite a heavy sort of shoe. And they were, they were originally aimed at new trail runners or beginner trail runners who weren't so nimble on their feet, were likely to kick or stub their feet. Uh, and these were these shoes were bordering on being a trail hiking shoe or a, a, a hiking shoe because they had a fairly heavy grade uh, kick on the front and a heel protection on the back. As a trail runner goes, they're about 25% heavier than the other well-known Solomon shoe, the Speed Cross. But from a durability point of view, they're very, very good shoes. Um, now, Shoe selection really is based on personal choice. So while I love these shoes and can't recommend them highly enough, it really is going to depend on how well they fit. And it may be that they don't necessarily fit your feet as well as other brands of shoes do. The thing I like about this shoe in particular is that um, it is a shoe that's available in most places around the world. So if I am traveling overseas and I lose a pair or a pair fall apart on me, which hasn't happened yet, I know that I can get a replacement pair fairly easily. Uh, the shoes come with a, because they are a trail runner, um, the shoes actually have quite good support within the feet. They're designed for running and, and high impact. Whereas a lot of hiking sort of shoes really aren't designed for running, so they tend to be a bit stiffer. These have got a fairly solid sort of sole. Uh, they've got a two-component rubber sole. Uh, the very bottom component that hits the ground is very tough, very hard-wearing. And then the upper layer of rubber, which sits underneath the feet, uh, provides all the cushioning. And it is actually quite a high level of cushioning that comes up into the arch. I do use the super feet with these. And when I first tried them on, I used the greens, which I uh, tend to use with most of my other shoes, and found the arch was too high. I went for the, uh, the blue super feet, which had a lower arch, uh, and they actually fit quite comfortably. The um, XA3D Pro has a unique lacing system that's called a quick lace, and you're either going to love it or you hate it. But essentially, it's a, a thin nylon cord. Uh, you pull the cord up and then you have a, a cinch lock uh, which basically tucks in under a flap on the tongue. Uh, you don't have to worry about tying shoelaces. And it's quite a good system which I tend to like quite well. It's an easily replaceable system. Most people that sell the Solomon shoes will carry these in stock. Worst case, if you're not in an area where you can get replacement laces for them, a standard shoelace can be adapted to tie, tie onto them. These shoes have a fairly wide colour choice, unless you happen to have a fairly large foot. So if you go online and have a look at them, there are literally dozens of different colours available. For, my, for me that was wearing size 14 US, really the colour choice is pretty limited. Uh, but that doesn't worry me too much. This is one product that is often on special. Uh, so by paying close attention, you can pick up quite a good deal. Um, and uh, the pair I just bought recently uh, were, um, instead of being the $180 mark, they were down for around about $140 in price. So again, if you pay attention to what's going on with the stores, you can pick them up quite well. Weight-wise, uh, a pair of uh, the Solomon XA3D Pros in size 14 US is about a 1,020 grams. So again, they're not lightweight for a trail running shoe, but they're also a lot more robust. 
Uh, one minor niggle or one minor negative I have with these shoes is that um, the, the pair I've got at the moment uh, squeak. Uh, and you don't notice it when you're outdoors, uh, but when you wear them inside, it's a very noticeable sort of squeak. And this is not squeaking brought about by sweating feet. Uh, they'll squeak as soon as I put them on, having dry feet first thing in the morning. Uh, I don't know whether it's the colour of the rubber that, that's, that's altered the compound slightly, um, but again, it's just a very minor sort of niggle. Best uses for these shoes, um, I would say all types of hiking, uh, unless you're carrying exceptionally heavy no loads where you lead a, a pair of boots, particularly if looking at through hiking, which is what I've been looking at uh, these for uh, for a while now, and for people that have medium size feet. There are other versions available. There is a woman's version as well as a GTX version, which is in Gore-Tex, so it's water resistant. Uh, and I'll actually uh, review those in a separate, uh, separate episode. They also do a mid-height version, which has additional uh, ankle support. But the largest they go up to on this one is a UK size 12 and a half, which is around about a size 13 US. So unfortunately, I'm unable to do a review on these because I simply can't get a pair to fit me but I may get Jill to do a review at some stage. Now, I'd also make a comment about buying shoes online. I know that the, I know the exact same pair or size that I need for these shoes every time I buy. I've recently bought a pair of uh, Gore-Tex shoes to see how they go, uh, and I ended up having to buy them from a UK website, only because after searching for quite a while, I couldn't find a pair in my size anywhere in Australia. They may have existed, but it was, wasn't easy to find. Um, be very careful if you do buy, go online, uh, and Amazon's a good example for this. Uh, you'll often buy, often find them be, be quite cheaply advertised, and the freight can be quite expensive. So don't forget to look at the price of the shoes and the price of the weight to see how good a deal it happens to be. All right, that's all for today's episode. If you'd like to go online to www.australianhiker.com.au, uh, we'll have a, a you can see the full review of the Superfeet uh, or the review of um, the Solomon XA 3D Pros and the full article concerning choosing hiking footwear. Don't forget to follow the podcasts on iTunes at Australian Hiker, Facebook. Our Facebook website is at Australian Hiker and our Twitter address is at Aussie Hiker. I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's all for now. And bye for me too. <laughs>